If you go and build a well in a community, teach them how to freaking use the well because we see many communities with wells that people start stealing the parts and selling them for money because they don't know how to use the well or they don't know how to maintain the well. Hey everybody, thank you for uh, tuning in to another episode of Vale's Now You Know podcast. Uh, like always, we have a special guest uh, with a even more important mission with the group that she's with. Um, please welcome to our show, uh, Audrey Burton. Thank you, I'm excited. Hey, Audrey, thanks for coming on. Um, I want to let everybody know, kind of, because because personally, you 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 live here nearby, right? We record yeah. in Lehigh, and so you're you're not a local girl. You're from Washington. Yeah, Washington State. Yeah. Okay, Washington mm-hmm. State. Uh, came to school here, I believe at BYU. Yeah. And then um, after BYU, you got involved with a pretty cool group, which is kind of be going to be what we're going to talk about today. Um, and uh. And you recently also, in your personal life, just had a baby for the yeah. you're a new mother. So welcome yeah. to motherhood. and Thank you, thank you. And all the joy that comes with, with that. Joy so, and exhaustion and yeah. everything in you're between. Not gonna, you're not going to be uh, well-rested for a long time. Right? Like it's just, <laughs> but, um, but Audrey, we, we have you here because you're involved with a really cool nonprofit organization that started here in Utah and um and it's true in the sense that it you guys kind of what well, your guys' mission and what you guys do impacts the world yeah um which is really cool and it's it started out with just a small team mm-hmm. um and uh and 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 the 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 nonprofit is called Interweave Solutions right mhm mhm um, why don't you give everybody some background on what Interweave Solutions is uh, and, and how it started? Um, and, and before you go into that, well, yeah, let's 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 start there to t- okay. tell everyone what, what Interweave Solutions is. OK, so Interweave Solutions is an international nonprofit and it was started by two brothers, uh, Lynn and Dean Curtis. Basically, they used to fight every Thanksgiving about how they were going to, like, how, how best to help the world. You know, one brother was like, well, it needs to be through business, uh, developing businesses and getting these people to start their own businesses. And the other one was like, no, it needs to be more charitable than that. It needs to be literacy. It needs to be, like, just more of a charity option. Now, are, are these Curtis brothers, are they local Utah boys yep, too? Yep, yep, cool. They They are both live here and have lived here for quite some time. Great. They've traveled other places throughout their life, but they're Utah. They're Utah boys. Great. So, so every Thanksgiving, these boys one one says, "Hey, we gotta hit them. We gotta help people through the business space," and the other mm-hmm. one says, "No education." Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, literacy. Yeah, stuff like that. So, this went on for years, and they they each kind of did their own thing. So, one became a millionaire through his business. He he was the business brother. And he partnered with the government, the federal government, his business did to help people in welfare find jobs. So the idea was like, we don't want these people on welfare all the time. Let's let's get them jobs. And eventually, after 15 years, sold his business for millions of dollars and was super successful. That's Dean. And then Lynn, uh, he got his Ph.D. in adult literacy. He has traveled the world basically since... 
younger than my age, um, helping people through various non various nonprofits. Um, he's been, you know, executive director of many nonprofits throughout his years. So Great. they both had significant experience in in their own space, but were pretty separate for a long time. And then, um, really, what brought them together was Dean. Um, became a mission president. So for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they sure. invited him to be um, mission president in the Tampico, Mexico mission. Uh, and he was excited because he was kind of like at the point where, well, I'm a millionaire, now what, you know? Sure. And uh, he went down for three years, but it was it's actually so funny when he tells it because he realized that, you know, we have this image, we have this first world image of like what Mexico looks like and like yeah. that there's poor Mexicans that so we have to go help and like mm-hmm. all this stuff. But I mean, I served my mission in Mexico as well. And, and, and that's not necessarily the case. There is a lot of poverty there, um, but people aren't expecting handouts. Like as a mission president, Dean had people contact him and say, hey, we have uh, hygiene kits that we'd like to give. You know, and so he would contact local bishops. Hey, do you want these hygiene kits? And they're like, what? They think we don't brush our teeth. They think we don't have toilet paper. Like, you know, like, who do they think we are? And so it felt like for a lot of the population that he served, that white Americans or, you know, Americans were looking for, had solutions and were looking for a problem instead of like solving real problems with solutions. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very interesting that he realized what to do and what not to do when it comes to poverty, right? And so he came home and says to his brother, you know, I think we should start something <laughs> together. And that's why it's called Interweave Solutions. It's because they kind of interwove the ideas of business and charity together. So the tagline that they used for years is um, business with a heart and charity with a bottom line. So it's like they they have a purpose behind their charity and uh yeah, later later as we as we keep going I I'd like to talk about just how our nonprofit looks a little bit different from the typical nonprofit that you'd see cuz we're not we're not looking to give handouts. We're looking to give a hand up, you know, like get yourself out of poverty. Yeah, well let's get into that right now. So um, maybe you, we can cover that in answering this question too. What what does interweave do? So I love this idea of combining, uh, kind of. I love the tagline, the charity, or what is it? Business with the heart and uh-huh. charity with, with the, the bottom, bottom line. line. Yeah, I think uh, that that does kind of explain this name of interweaving, kind of these two ideas that are noble ideas, both of them, right? Right. right. Uh, but sometimes maybe whether on purpose or not, they're they're separated through societal norms or right. whatever right yeah. but like yeah um i don't know who's separating it but sometimes in my <laughs> mind they are separated right yeah, it, yeah and it's kind of it shouldn't be kind of a crazy idea to to interweave them but uh but it sounds like that's what the curtis brothers did um so so why don't you answer this question what um what does interweave do how, how do they accomplish both of these missions of helping through the charity standpoint and business um and then, and then you can cover the point yeah. also that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, so it's business education in the most simple form. We call it self-reliance education sure. or uh, self-sufficiency education because 
we didn't want to teach people. So this is kind of where it's interwoven. We didn't want to just teach people business principles and be done because you don't find uh, success just in business. Uh, For example, an alcoholic. An alcoholic can have an excellent business, make lots of money, but where does the money go? Yeah. Exactly. So to to alcohol. And uh, our idea is to help them not only in their business, but in their personal life or their home and their community. So what Interweave does is we have a self-reliance program. It's curriculum that we teach through different ambassadors. We call them different facilitators around the world. We also teach it online. Uh, We're reaching thousands of people right now currently, even during COVID. So it's awesome. But we teach them this curriculum um, that contains business training, uh, a personal improvement plan, and uh, a community service plan. These are things that they have to develop as part of the course in order to graduate. Um, so it's, it, it's amazing. I have worked for almost four years here at Interweave and we have over 4,000 graduates and that just keeps climbing and climbing just since 2015. We've had 4,000 graduates. And this and, is, um, this is all over the world, right? This is more than 42 countries. It, it, it's growing every day. So I couldn't give you an exact number, but last time I counted, it was uh 42 or 43. So countries all over the world. Yeah. And, um, what what uh well like are are these all kind of like um and maybe the, I don't mean to kind of no, go back okay. to this idea kind of that you were talking about about how Americans view the world it's like whatever but <laughs> <laughs> but like is it are 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 we reaching are you guys reaching out to a, mostly like kind of third world countries um or is it kind of everyone? That's a great question. We found most success in, deve- we call them developing countries. Sure. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Um, we are in Turkey, for example. We are in Portugal. So we're in some places where it's not necessarily considered third world. Um, but we have found most success. We're in almost every country of South America, Central America. Um, we are in half of Africa and continue to grow there. Um, So we have found more success in developing countries. That isn't to say that they don't get um, business education there. It's been amazing how many people we teach that have master's degrees in in business or what's equivalent to a master's degree in in a business. But they don't teach what necessity entrepreneurs need, which is what we call our, our target market. Necessity entrepreneurs, meaning that they have to have a business. They have to have some source of income in order to live. They're usually living day to day. They have set up their own business or inherited a business simply because of necessity, not because they want it. They woke up and were like, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. It's like how they live, you know? Yeah. So like you're talking about like, so like I'm, I'm Polynesian. So I have, let's say, you know what I mean? I have a relative like out in the islands, either in Tonga mm-hmm. or Samoa and they're a farmer but by that's if they don't farm, nobody yeah. eats in the family. Nobody, there's no food coming on the table, and 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 I'm familiar with this even because like I, I I know that I do have family members that that's and and it's a whole thing and and maybe you you're probably more familiar with this than I am, where like the whole family is, are everyone is a part of the business yep. the kids will wake up in the morning exactly and he, he these what we would call what like americans would call chores right <laughs> is like their way of life right yeah. like they they can't say no mom i'm not gonna i don't want to it's literally it's this. literally do it or die yeah it's literally do it or die sometimes yeah 
And it's uh, it, I, I think that's really cool that you guys are doing that because I don't think, especially when we like keep talking about this like American like frame of mind or this lens that mm-hmm. maybe we look through, we don't realize that that's that's like a, a real thing, right? Like some kids over here in America might might uh, not talk to their mom or dad for two weeks because they didn't get their allowance right. for cleaning their room, which they should have just done. Right. Anyways, right, and and I'm not I'm not harping on any style of parenting or whatever, but I'm just saying <laughs> there's a very real reality um, in other parts of the world, and and probably even here in America, you might know about that more than me too, where um, there are there are it's a means of survival. It's not mm-hmm. a choice. It's mm-hmm. a do or die, like you mentioned. Yeah, it's really interesting too because these people don't want to be seen as poor. You know, when we go out and we say, hey, we want to move people from poverty to prosperity, they don't see themselves or they don't want to qualify themselves as as be as as being in poverty because, yeah, they are poor. But being in poverty is kind of like also a mindset. Right. And so that's, again, what makes us different as a nonprofit is we want to help them get themselves out of poverty. We're not about, hey, let's sponsor a child or and again like kind of what you just said i'm not harping on on other nonprofits i believe that they have good intentions but forgive me for anyone who's listening to this and has a nonprofit i think they're doing it wrong i think they're doing it wrong because they're causing dependency instead of instead of eradic they're they're not eradicating poverty and dependency they're just trying to eradicate eradicate excusing poverty and causing a ton of dependency. These people are depending on those sponsorships. These people are depending on their donations. And it becomes a mindset of, oh, I I deserve this. I deserve to be sponsored. I deserve to be given this. You know, and then, and then it just turns into that welfare mindset that we see a lot in America sure. of... Um, I can live off of other people and I don't have to do anything for myself. And, and that's wrong, you know, like if you go and build a well in a community, teach them how to freaking use the well. I've seen so many, sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to say freaking on here, but um, I've seen so many like um, well-intentioned people go on, on mission trips, right? And they feel so good about themselves. They're posting about themselves on Instagram, you know, which isn't bad if you're feeling yourself, that's great. But did you really teach those people what they need to know? Because we see many communities with wells that people start stealing the parts and selling them for money because they don't know how to use the well or they don't know how to maintain the well. I should say anybody knows how to get water out of a well, but but they don't know how to maintain it if something breaks or they don't know how to keep it up and keep the water fresh. You know what I mean? Just as an example. So if if I understand it right... Interweave is kind of like, and I'm sure you guys maybe have heard of this before. It it kind of falls in line with the idea of teach a man to fish, exactly. Um, yeah. So that he can fish forever after. Exactly. After that, right? Rather than giving someone a fish and. Yeah. Exactly. Hungry a few hours. Yeah. Later. Yeah. I think I think the phrase is. Um, don't give a man a fish, but teach. No, that's not it. Yeah, but teach him to fish. Whatever that teach phrase. Teach him to fish so that they can feed themselves. Uh-huh, after uh-huh. after the lesson, right? Uh huh. 
Someone, oh, I think it's like if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. Yeah. If you teach a man to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. I think sure. that's something. Whatever. We, we, got we it. both know what we're talking we got about. It. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the mission of Interweave. Basically, our mission specifically is to move from move people from poverty to prosperity. But the way that we do that is by empowering them through through knowledge, through training, to take themselves out of poverty. For example, like let me give you a story. One of our success stories. Um, his name's um, Juan, and uh, he is in Ecuador. He's an alcoholic. You know, he's uh, he has a job, but uh, he's on the streets every day. And uh, one of our six, we call them success ambassadors. There are people there. Excuse me. There are people who have gone through this course, loved it so much that they're like, I need to take this to the world. I need to take this to my community. So they take one extra class that we provide. Uh, to become ambassadors, basically, and, and teach this curriculum. So one of these guys, his name's Marcos, he knows Juan, he sees him on the street every day, you know, and so he's like, Juan, come to my class, let, let, let me teach you a little bit about my class, because Juan's a good guy, like, addictions are really, really hard to overcome. And so Juan goes to the class and um, loves it, absolutely loves it, and one of the elements of our course is the personal improvement plan, or we call it the home plan sometimes, um, and Juan decided for his personal improvement plan that he wanted to overcome this addiction, that he wanted to overcome um, alcoholism, and so he set a goal, and the course usually is anywhere from two to four months long, and so Juan was working on this, you know, every day, every week, and um, by the end of it, uh, his pastor actually came to Marcos, the success ambassador, and was like, what did you guys do? <laughs> Who is this guy? Like, I, I don't even recognize him anymore. Can you come teach my congregation more about this? Um, and then Juan's wife later came to Marcos. Wow, my husband's a completely different man. Um, I'm so proud of who he is and who he's become, you know? So it's just stories like that where... That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get people to look at their own demons, to look at their own lives and say, hey, here's how I can do better. You know, I don't want to say that like the personal improvement part is the only important part either because they do need business. Mm -hmm. um, we teach the six P's of business, which are like, I wish I should know them by now. I've worked here for four years, but plan, promotion, paperwork, um, process and price and have a name six yeah I don't know <laughs> but 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 there are things like that that like help people evaluate their business where am I at in each of these sections yeah and then our whole course is like teaching them about how to promote your business how to create a plan how to set a price how to do paperwork we teach them how to do basic income and expense logs income statements cash flow projections we want them to be able to run a business mm -hmm. but we also want them to be able to improve their personal life and serve their community because if your community has drugs and garbage and is just a bad community you're not all you're also not going to get anywhere with your business mm -hmm. um Sorry that I'm just like rambling on no, here, but um, there's another example with the community service project. There was a town, um, I believe it was in Uganda, I could be wrong, um, but they had a lot of problems with domestic abuse in, in their community. 
And the interesting part that I've been learning is I'm so quick to judge sometimes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like leave the husband, like get out of there, you know. Their lives look a lot different than ours. And a lot of, um, a lot of the men do it because that's what they learned. That's what they saw in their house. They don't know really the difference between right and wrong, which sounds so silly to us, you know, but like it's all they've known. And so what the women have started to do is whenever they hear a, a fellow woman in the community being beaten, they get their pots in their pans and they just go like crazy, you know, so that and then, you know, if you hear the pots and pans, oh, I'm going to do the pots and pans, too. And all of a sudden it's become this community thing like, no way, don't you touch her, you know. And then the man's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't beat my wife. And in this community, there has been a significant decrease in domestic violence because men are being educated of, hey, that's not how you should treat your wife. And the women are rallying together as a community. And so that's just helped them, you know, improve their lives so much better. And that's because of the, not only because of the interview course, it's definitely because of the women, but it's uh, helped what they learned in the course. <clears throat> I um. I'm wondering about uh, logistically how this works, right? So is um, I'm assuming it's is it an online course that these guys, they'll, they'll sign up online or do you have to randomly run into uh, one of these success ambassadors? How do I, like let's say I have, you know what I mean, one of my uncles in the islands, right? Mm -hmm. And I know that, you know what I mean, he's, he's maybe one of these necessity entrepreneurs mm -hmm. uh, where he didn't choose to be, he just needs to be. Yeah. Um, how do I, do I just call him and say, hey, uncle, like, uh, go to www.this or go look up uh, someone in your village or whatever? Yeah, that's a great question. So face-to-face -face is always better than online just because when you're in the power of groups, right? But for so example... So you guys do do face-to-face -face groups? The major I would say the majority. I mean, COVID's kind of switched that up a little bit, sure. but the majority of the time, the majority of our groups are face-to-face. -face. Uh, just because we believe in the power of groups, that's one of the values that we have at Interweave. Who, who teaches? So those success ambassadors teach. Um, so, so could you do, I'm just wondering, so like, are these success ambassadors also people who have graduated? Mm -hmm, yeah. So it is kind of following this idea that, hey, I've learned how to, you mean, climb this mountain. Mm -hmm. Let me turn around before I climb the next mountain exactly. and teach you guys how to climb this exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah, it's exactly that. In areas where we don't have um, ambassadors currently, so we can't get that face-to-face -face experience, we do have online courses. So you would tell your uncle, because we're not in the islands yet, we'd love to expand there, but you would tell your uncle, hey, go to inweavesolutions.talentlms.com. Uh, that's our learning management system online and sign up and you can take the course right away and there's something someone that will mentor him through the course um as he takes it and then he can take the success ambassador course for himself become that success ambassador and start teaching face to face in his village um so yeah it's really cool how it's worked we've been able to open several countries that way we put out facebook ads people are interested they find our course online and then they're able to like open their their country we we did that in ghana we've done that in kenya uh it's been really cool to That's watch incredible. it open like that yeah have you uh have there been so you saying there's four thousand people that graduate so it sounds like there's a personal development piece there's a business piece yep like um what is it just i once i 
complete the personal development piece i can only teach that piece right no 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 we definitely have like they have to complete three uh plans in order to like get their mbs certificate so the the program i should have mentioned this earlier the program we call it master of business in the streets right because that's what these people are doing so normally we call it mbs um just the acronym and uh, in order to get your MBS certificate, in order to graduate from our program, they have to submit a business plan, uh, which contains like kind of the paperwork that I was talking about earlier, as well as like just a plan, a projection of like where they want to be, um, a personal improvement plan or a home plan, and then that community service plan. Talk about a community service project that they did during this course and how it affected their community, how it affected them. Uh, talk about their personal improvement plan, what they did throughout these last four months. And once they submit that, so we've developed our own platform, which has been really cool. I've learned a lot of new skills since working here. Awesome. Uh, But uh, yeah, so they get onto our platform, they upload um, their projects or they fill them out there online, depending on their internet access. Um, And then, yeah, we approve them and we graduate them. So we have to have some kind of standard, right? It's not just like anyone can submit something that's not we we want to see that it's actually changed their lives that it's actually something that they're working on so um anyway once once they submit that then they've graduated they have that mbs certificate and with that certificate they can now start the success ambassador training course um which is something that i have written with the co-founders um in order to just teach them how to look back on that mountain and say come join me so like uh so like i i'm a I, like i i love i love business that just like mm-hmm. happens to be like uh a, an interest of mine uh i'm wondering what what some of the success stories are for people who have like maybe started a business uh after graduating uh this this program yeah one of my favorites um peace she's from nigeria and uh she just was struggling single mother you know uh started a hair salon because that's something that she was interested in but the the hard part is you know these people are starting their businesses and don't know how to run it mm-hmm. they're literally doing it because they have to and so her business started to fail she knows she wasn't getting enough money um she wasn't being able to provide enough for her family and that's scary. That's really scary, especially as a single mother, you know, right. like, oh, man, I can't even imagine. And so one of her friends um, said, you know, I there's this course that you need to come take. She was skeptical, you know, because it's like we <laughs> something that's important. We ask people to invest into our course. You got to put some skin in the game. You got to pay in order to take our course. Of course, it's affordable. We're never going to I mean, we're not out to get a profit. Right. So we just want it to be something so that they invest in. So she pays the equivalent of what would be, I don't know, $10, $15, which is a sacrifice to her, but yeah. we want her to put some skin in the game. Right. And just, there are scholarships for people that really can't like, we're not mean. Yeah. We want everybody to take our course, but I just kind of want to explain some of the background there. So she invested into the course and she started to take the course and man, she was on fire. It just like, she was so happy with what she learned. One of the things that we teach is to separate personal and business money. So you should have your business money in one box and your personal money in a different one. We teach them about personal budgets, how to pay yourself from the profit that you make in your business. But then you don't mix the two. 
And once she learned that, she was able to thrive in her hair salon. She was able to open another hair salon. And then for kicks and giggles, she opened like a, a washing uh, clothes service. You know, and they'll all three businesses right now are thriving. And all of that she did in just six months because she learned how to work her finances, you know? So it's just stories like that. That was just less than a year ago, also. And I, I'm still in touch with Pete. She's awesome. But um it's crazy. Awesome. It's crazy to watch it work, you know? Um yeah, there's I don't know. There's lots of other examples. Yeah. Um Let's see. Let's see. It's kind of just hard to remember when I'm on the spot here. No, you're good. I, I, I'd like to, to dive into um, your guys' timeline because the, the, the nonprofit isn't very old in terms of age, right? Like you guys started. No. So they, it's kind of interesting. Dean and Lynn started the idea in 2008, right? But it took them until 2015 for them really both to invest their time in it and to really say, this is where we want to go. Mm-hmm. So I kind of say uh, Interweave Solutions was reborn in 2015 because that's when they developed the Master of Business in the Streets program. And that's when it just kind of took off like crazy. Um, and so, yeah, it's not very old at all. I would say we're going on five years. Right on. And what about like... Um we we've talked a lot about like uh you know what I mean countries outside the US what about p- someone who might be interested here in the states or maybe even even here in Utah right yeah um are 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 there options for 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 local people too or that's a great question so lynn does lots of work with refugees and so that's where we've found our success in Utah is working with refugees. It's been absolutely amazing. Um, I've been able to visit several wards, uh, see people just um, learning the, the literacy parts because they need to learn English. Mm-hmm. And then it's really hard for them to set up a business. And so sometimes they do kind of businesses in their local refugees com- refugee communities and build the economy within themselves. Um, I wish it was easier to, to be completely honest with you. I wish, I wish. Yeah, because um, it seems like there'd probably be a lot of red tape. There is. In terms of so government involvement. Uh-huh. Like, you know what I mean? It, yeah. You so know the, I mean? the Even the process of getting, you know what I mean, your tax number or whatever. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's just like, exactly. in order to get that, It's something that we'd like to develop um, eventually. Uh, I guess something to add here is um, when I started four years ago, there were one and a half employees and I was the half because <laughs> I was part-time right and now today uh we have seven or eight employees and uh several interns working with us so we've been able to grow in a very short amount of time um but we still aren't reaching like our full capacity like we well, definitely want to keep working that's pretty remarkable though like if you think about it in terms of you mean that's a team of less than 10 people uh, effectively impacting over 4,000 people. Yeah. And that number increases every day. Yeah, we couldn't do it without our ambassadors, though. The ambassadors are always in their local countries and helping their local communities. Like, always, always. Because we don't, we don't want the white savior approach where we're coming to them and being like, oh, we can save, 
you from your poverty. We can help you get out of poverty. We don't want that at all. So um, our success ambassadors are really the people that, I mean, yeah, we help run the organization. We help provide the curriculum. We help market it to people that might not have it. But our our success masters are the real are the real heroes. They're out there. There's 200 of them right now, and that's how we've gotten the 4,000 graduates. It's just our ambassadors' hard work. Do you uh, to to break ground in, in a country? You you kind of mentioned it earlier. Is it just through online ads? Mm-hmm. Like uh, and then once once you get one, and then that's kind of like your first warm lead after someone kind of fi- finishes, yeah. and then you could so. It, that that's that's how it works it's crazy yeah it's crazy that it works still to me today because i'm like who would have guessed you know that like facebook could bring about i mean facebook's great but that it could bring about such a i would have never thought i don't know 10 years ago when i got my first facebook account thought i was so cool that i would be using it later on um we we excuse me as an organization would be using it later on to find people that literally are going to go change lives. You know, it's, it's really cool. That's awesome. And that feels like a, like a business, like in terms mm-hmm. of like, you know what I mean? Like we, um, we had uh, a guy, Jeremy Nevis on uh, a few months ago and he, he ran a door to door sales company, which is like Utah's like the unofficial hub of door to door sales yeah. companies, everything. Right. And, uh, and, and, door-to-door sales guys that's that's what they do right they'll knock and they'll knock and knock until they get one Mm -hmm. person and then once they get that one person like this the smarter the smartest sales guy will build off of that and and it seems like um and jeremy nevis built a successful company it sounds like you guys are building a successful uh non-profit yeah there's definitely there's definitely um we definitely take a different approach to it than some people would think of like the the typical nonprofit. We definitely do business practices. Um, and that comes a lot from being led by who we're led by, you know, like they do a great job of balancing um, business tactics with um, the the charity mission of it all. So so now now it is a nonprofit. How do uh, like let's say I want to I want to help out. How does someone locally help out with your guys' fulfilling your guys' mission and uh, reaching out to the world and impacting the world? So before I get into that, I want to explain something that I've learned over the years and that might help people. Um, Nonprofit does not mean that we don't make a profit. Uh, It is a very weird term (laughs) um otherwise it's like how would we be able to pay our staff or you know we we would continually be um in the whole nonprofit really means it's a non-governmental organization that's what it's called in every other part of the world besides the united states so we're not affiliated with the government um we don't have shareholders that's kind of like what sets us apart um but it doesn't mean that like we're not uh, bringing any income in. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just to clarify, because I know some people out there might be wondering like why, why we call it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so how you guys can help? There are several ways that you guys can help. Um, first, I don't want to toot our own horn. Like we are an amazing organization, and we work really hard to be. But we're not the only organization out there um, that changes lives. What I would ask you guys to do 
is to pay attention who you're donating to. Are you donating to nonprofits that are are causing dependency, that are doing feel-good mission trips, but aren't really teaching the people how to fish, For to use that example? Mm-hmm. Um, be aware of who you're donating to before you just jump on a charity bandwagon. Um, uh, be invested in the actual nonprofit and be aware of, of how they are contributing. Because, again scholarships are way better than sponsorships we want to give these people a hand up not a handout um so that's one way that you can uh help us is by just taking the idea of our mission further out um to other nonprofits, and maybe just be open with the nonprofit that you are associated with that you're donating to hey how are you actually helping these people to become self-sustainable instead of dependent on our on our donations um, the next thing would be, um, obviously to donate to Interweave Solutions. As I said, uh, we have so many, we have so much untapped potential. Like we really want to develop a business curriculum for the United States to help people because there are people here who really need help starting and growing a business, improving their personal life, improving their, their, um, community. Um, we also just continue to grow and grow. And these ambassadors are usually giving, a lot of their time for free. They do get to charge their students. Like I said, we want skin in the game. So the ambassadors are making some sort of money, but we like to help them with legalization fees, for example. Once they can become legal in an entity of themselves, then they can make partnerships with the government who starts to pay them or with another nonprofit that starts to pay them, you know? And so um, by donating to us, you're helping these success ambassadors establish legal organizations and then be able to become self-sustaining. Um, yeah, uh, you can also donate to specific um, ambassadors. If you get onto our page and you see a story that you really like and you're like, okay, I want to help this success ambassador get off his feet, you know, Um We don't encourage uh, repeatedly donating to the same success ambassador because, again, we don't want to get into that dependency um, place. But, uh, yeah, I can say I'm the director of fundraising, right? So I can say that I've watched our money go and, and... not and totally tooting our own horn here, but we have the most bang for, for your buck in, in regards of donations because, uh, in other nonprofits, uh, getting people this program would usually cost somewhere around $200 per person. Uh, we can, we can get this program to them for $15 per person, $25 per person, depending on the area, you know? So, um, it's really exciting. It's really, exciting and it's an exciting thing to be a part of uh you can follow us on instagram interweave solutions at interweave solutions you can uh follow us on facebook just look up interweave solutions page on facebook um and we repeatedly have uh different fundraisers going on or different ways to be involved so those are some ways that uh, people can help awesome thank you for sharing that i think it's in it's uh valuable uh information for our listeners to know about because um well, I kind of maybe this kind of segues into maybe an idea that I wanted to unpack a little bit further with you, given your experience in working um, with uh, individuals and families that kind of live beneath this poverty line mm-hmm. across the world. But if we take the idea of poverty itself, uh, I'm curious to to know what your input is um, on this idea of poverty and and. And maybe my question really is, 
is what do you think, given what you've seen in your experience, what do you think is the biggest contributor to uh, individuals or families that live in poverty? Um, and and how are you guys helping people overcome whatever obstacle that is that kind of stands in the way? Yeah. Kind of like what I said in the beginning, these people don't want to see themselves as poor. There's nobody that wakes up and is like, I want to keep not being able to provide for my family, you know? And so I would say that it's lack of, it's lack of knowledge really that keeps people in poverty because once you, I've just, I mean, I've seen it happen that once you start to boost your local economy, it just becomes, you just get better and better and better and better. So I would say that it's really lack of knowledge on, on, on where to start, on how to start. For the example of peace, she just didn't even know about paperwork. You know, nobody taught her, hey, you need to be keeping an income and expense log so you know what's coming in and out of your business. Uh, it's just, yeah, lack of knowledge. And I think that Interweave Solutions is doing a great job at um, teaching people how to help themselves. Uh giving them that knowledge that they need so that they can do what they've always wanted to do, which is get them and their, and their families out of poverty. That's uh that's really awesome. I think I'm a big believer of this, um, of helping because like, um, there's this idea and, and, and I subscribe to the idea. I mean, for the most part, I'm, uh, just, uh, you know what I mean? There are, there are like, um, there are people who are born to do what they do, right? Like mm-hmm. if I'm just naturally a good dancer and a singer, then I might be born are to you? be an entertainer. And I am not. Um, <laughs> that's why there's no video on this because I'm not. I, no, but um, but you know what I mean? Certain people have certain gifts. And, and, I've, and I've always thought about this. Like I've thought about like, um, like who are the entrepreneurs out in the world? That happens to be like my lane, right? I love mm-hmm. like this idea of business and, and how it can impact individuals and families uh, outside of my own circle, right? Mm-hmm. It could, I could, th- there could be influence to others. But um, I, I, I've, like, I, I've thought about just John Doe, who's in country X Y Z, but due to his situation, will just never have an opportunity mm-hmm. that I kind of waste every day, right? Like right. I just, like I'm, I'm here. I, I I was on a podcast not too long ago and I mentioned this. I did nothing to be here in America. I just opened my eyes one day yep. and all of a sudden I was here yep. in the greatest country ever, right? And yeah. and um and I think about people that they just opened their eyes and they weren't in this country and, and I've always wondered how how you could maybe bridge that gap mm-hmm. and maybe an example that I think of uh is like I have an uncle of mine who came from the islands. Um and English definitely is second language to this day. He speaks English great, but he has a really heavy yeah. uh, Tongan accent, mm-hmm. right? Um, but uh, he came years ago and he started um, a little cable company um, after working in that industry. And uh, his company revenued over like a million dollars like really wow. quickly. Wow. Right. And And I was just like. Man, like this guy just came here, like you <laughs> did like, mm-hmm. and and I was really impressed, and I was just like, uh, you know what I mean? But had he never never come here, what what would have been? You right. know what I mean? And so like, I was um, I was I was really impressed, and and even like, I thought of, I've I've 
I'm I'm really glad we're having you on because I've thought about this in terms of even athletes too. Like, like do you know who Usain Bolt is? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The fastest dude in the world, and he's from Jamaica. But I was like, what if like we just skipped him? Like, what if mm-hmm. like, what if you know what I mean? No, like what if he just was the fastest guy in his town and nobody yeah. ever knew that he might actually be the fastest person in the in world? In the world, yeah. Like, and we was like, no, nah, he's just the fastest dude in that little town in Jamaica. Like, <laughs> there's no way that. He we could, would have been able to measure yeah. that yeah and and so it's 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 really neat that i think that what you guys are doing are are is kind of bridging that gap between people who might not have opportunities otherwise but they have everything else everything mm-hmm. internally the makeup to to be great whether it's uh, the fastest man in the world or to become or to run a million dollar company in the united states yeah. of america you know i think there's a lot of harm in thinking that like how do I how do I explain this that we're better than everyone else yeah. you know because I think I think that's uh there and I'm not trying to diminish what you said because I think you're totally right this country gives people so much opportunity and, yeah. and and opportunities for them to grow million dollar businesses and stuff like that but I think sometimes we get in the habit of thinking we're great because we're American. Mm-hmm. You know, we're great because we're here. We're smarter than everybody else. We're, we have more potential than everybody else. But it's exactly what you said. I've met people in Ecuador that are way smarter than me <laughs> and will always be. And people in um, Benin that are just amazing entrepreneurs that have taken an online course and have gone on to teach thousands of people self-reliance principles and changed their lives you know and like I couldn't have done that and so I think it's just um I I used to be in that mindset too like when I went on my mission to Mexico I was like I'm gonna go save the world you know (laughs) and like what the freak was I thinking like why was I so prideful as a little girl you know I don't know I just feel like there's so much good out there. There's so many people out there that they're just like you and I, you know, and they're just born into dif- different circumstances. So or, we, or maybe even like you mentioned, smarter than us, right? They might be better equipped. Very much smarter you know than I mean? us. Very much more talented than us in, in, in different ways. And I think sometimes just in a first world country, we have this like view of, oh, we are better than those individuals in the third world countries. And and there's a lot of harm. There's a lot of harm in that. And so I think Interweave Solutions is is trying to help because um, c- other third world countries start believing that they start believing, oh, I will only have success in America. Oh, I will only be better if my skin is wider. You know, like it's it's yeah. just this awful like um, ripple effect. And so one of the things that Interweave Solutions is trying to help do is is show these people their potential yeah you might be in poor circumstances right now but you don't have to be poor for the rest of your life and you have those entrepreneurial dreams awesome take them go change the world you know what i mean yeah so yeah i think it's like less about i keep thinking about like um like there's a bunch of like sport movies that kind of illustrate this (laughs) right we're like the there's a the individual or the team that has kind of all the gadgets and gears and the latest technology mm-hmm. to help this individual or team like you can think about like rocky or the kid movie little giants like mm-hmm. that's personal favorite but like um <laughs> like uh where you know what i mean there's there's 
people who have like everything at their fingertips to kind of mold and create and enhance the athlete's ability or team's ability. Um, and then there's people who don't have that. And, and sometimes if you're not careful, you'll think that if I don't, if I don't have this, and this is just maybe repeating what you're saying, then I can't make it, I can't be successful. And I think that's, uh, that's a lie, right? That's, that's not, that's not true. Like you can, you can be like, as corny as it sounds, you can be what you want to be. You can do what you want to do. It's true. It's true. Um, (laughs) how many years ago in March Madness did the 16 seed beat the number one seed? That was so cool, you know? And the reason why everybody thought it was so cool is because it is the underdog thing. You know, that's why we love those sports movies. It's about the underdog. And I think people don't realize, or maybe they do realize, but like there are underdogs out there in the world that are just waiting to tap their potential, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's exactly what you said. Just because you might be in an underdog position right now doesn't mean that that limits you from reaching your goals, from reaching your dreams. Yeah. I think, and and that's a principle that I think can be applied to anybody in any situation, no Mm -hmm. matter where you are on the economic ladder, right? Mm -hmm. Because like... um, there's there's that self-doubt or or whatever and and if you and and in any profession that's going to exist but like i remember one of one of my mentors we was telling us a story that he was a uh, downtown salt lake and i wasn't in this group but he was mentoring a bunch of uh young business people and and he said that they were downtown and having like brunch or something and and there someone mentioned like um something about one of the skyscrapers downtown and they're like yeah like i mean it would be sweet like uh to to get a skyscraper one but you know, I mean that's never going to happen to us because like we're just not mm-hmm. in the situation and then um the, the the guy that uh had mentored me said he stopped the group right there and he says look i'm we're gonna stop pretty much and i'm paraphrasing in case he hears this but like um <laughs> he pretty much said we're not even going to carry this conversation any further until you guys knock that crap off. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you want to go out there and kick some business, butt, go out there and kick some dream, business, butt dream and, for that skyscraper. And, and get the yeah. skyscraper. Yeah. And like, uh, I remember when he was telling me the story, I had the benefit of listening second, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because like, I think had I been in that original group that he was selling, I might have been one of the, dummies like speaking up and like <laughs> no way we could ever do that like you know we were just mm-hmm. we were we were you know, I mean i was in this situation therefore i am stuck in this box um so like again i had the benefit of kind of listening to the story and just nodding my head like i agreed from the beginning but that was definitely a paradigm shift for me in the sense that dude if you want it mm-hmm. go get it mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that that's true for uh, John Doe here in Provo, Utah, or Salt Lake City, Utah, and it's true for John Doe in Zambia, Africa, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Like, yep. Uh, every every everyone can do what they want to do if if they have the knowledge and resources. Yeah, know, which is where we come in. Mm-hmm. Right on. What uh, what 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 would you say um, to someone um, who's who's interested or what would you say to someone who wants to get their business started right now? I would say figure out what your talents and your resources are. That's that's what we teach people, first of all, is first comes the product. First comes what are my talents, what are my resources, okay, 
this is something that I'm good at and that I'm capable of doing. And then from there, you need to figure out um, just the process. Like, how are you going to get that product to the people? Do you guys teach people how to scale their business? Like, so if I'm only selling bananas to this little village, would you guys say, okay, how can we, you mean, duplicate that in yeah, we mean, three or four other villages or yeah. something like that? Yeah, it's really cool, actually. We, um, we do... Uh, I mean, they have to do it themselves, but sure. yes, yes. We, in the process principle that we teach, it's a unit. And so they kind of learn a unit every week. And in the process one, we talk about, um, how can you improve your process? How can you reach more people? How can you say, can you sell wholesale to some people? You know, like, it's just like, where do you want to be? Where do you want to go with this? And then we also, um, Talk about how to add value to your product and awesome. how to add value to your business, which includes selling more products sometimes. You know, like if you sell bananas, can you also sell bananas and grapes? Right. Can you also sell bananas, grapes, and make smoothies out of your bananas? You know what I mean? Like we always try to get them to see the bigger picture. Where do you want to be in five years? You know. That's incredible. I, I, I love that. And I love especially the business portion um if it's not obvious by <laughs> by my questions and response uh, but um but i i think what you're doing is incredible and I, and um i hope that everyone that listens to this um feels the same way that i do in in terms of um impacting the world mm-hmm. is awesome in any way shape or form i think well i'll take it right if you want to try to do good in the world i'll take it yeah. um, but then the next level would be okay what's the most effective or efficient way exactly uh, or how can i cover as much ground as possible with you mean one stroke type mm-hmm. of thing yeah and i think that's uh that's where you guys fit in is is kind of anyone that wants to help great Perhaps there's a smarter way to help, and and mm-hmm. here's interweave exactly. And uh, and I love that you guys uh, are here in, in Utah. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like, yep, Utah based. Yeah, and and I think uh, you know that's what we're all about is mm-hmm. is is highlighting Utah individuals, neighbors, businesses, whoever. And and I think um, if, if that's even a message that you can take away from this is that if you have this idea, and 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 maybe it's. A Thanksgiving topic that that mm-hmm. resurfaces every year. You know what I mean? Um, you guys, you, you can, as proven by the Curtis brothers mm-hmm. and and your guys's team, you can hit forty two countries in less than five years. Yep, yep. And so, uh, um, I think that's that's awesome, and I hope that people listen to this and and get involved. I have two more things uh, before we wrap this up. Okay. But the first thing is. What parting words do you have for the listeners? And 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 understanding that you might have two sides of, of the listeners, right? There might be people who are like, I want to start a business. I want to get out of my situation. I want to um, break out or, or whatever or progress or, or go through the ceiling, break out of this box. Um, what are your parting words for those guys? And then the other side is, people that want to help out. And I know that we kind of already spoke to that, but like, um, what would you say to both or one or the other or however you want to take it to both of them? I would say, be smart, be smart because, um, on the business side of things, go for it. It's your dream. Make it happen, but learn as much as you can make a plan. Uh, don't ever 
get a loan or get investments without without plans, you know, uh, financial plans and business plans and things like that. Uh, but also believe in yourself. It's very much twofold. And then to the people that are wanting to get involved, uh, be smart. Be aware of who you're donating to. Do they use that white savior approach? Do they use um, uh, sponsorships in order to try to get more people connected to them? Or do they really want to go out and help the world? And sometimes that's not super apparent and you have to dig a little deeper and you have to ask hard questions. Um, But it's worth it because... I've just had this thing on my mind lately. If you do the right thing in a wrong way, does it make it a wrong thing? And uh, I don't have an answer for that. I really don't. I think it might still be uh, a good thing, like you said, if if people are wanting to put good into the world, but there are better ways of doing things. Um, But yeah, follow, follow, in both cases, follow your heart, you know, do what you think is best, be smart uh, and, and change the world. However you feel called to do that, go go change the world. Um, for people that want to learn more about our organization, www.innerweavesolutions.org. Um, it's, it's a great place to start. Or you could email me at audrey at innerweavesolutions.org uh, and let me know that you're interested and we can see how we can get you started to help. So we would love your help. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Um the last question, and, and the last question that we ask everyone always uh, is around gratitude. And, I, and I've always recently, like with the podcast that I listen to and, and the books and, and, and things that I follow, right, that are all pretty much business related. It's funny because I feel like gratitude has been kind of like making its way into business conversations and <laughs> yeah and, and it's weird because it's like something i learned about in church or like you know mm-hmm. me my mom said hey always be thankful you know what i mean for the food on the table and i never thought that it would be scientized right because mm-hmm. now there's studies behind people who are grateful or you know, I mean are way more affects, successful yeah affects mm-hmm. business this way and in business obviously a lot of people talk about happiness and you mean if if you mean it's correlation with business or money or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I can see how gratitude has made its way to the business world of business news. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's why I always ask uh, the last question is always around gratitude, but I think you're unique because business. Yes. You check that box, but it, it runs deeper than that. You know what I mean? And so when you think about your journey, uh, as a business person yourself and then even as a business mentor and in helping people in 42 different countries around the world over 4,000 people have successfully graduated this program and you know what I mean and even yourself internally you mean how you've grown and developed uh, over your involvement with this whole project um, what are you most grateful for um Wow, that's <laughs> it's been a journey. I'm not the same person that I was four years ago when I started working here, a uh, little intern from BYU, you know, and, and um, I guess what I'm most grateful for is who I've become because of what I've learned, um, because of who I've interacted with, because I've seen a different side to this world than I originally saw. I've seen people literally change their lives for the good so 
Um, and it's hard. It's not easy. It's, it's amazing to experience this uh, firsthand. And um, I actually got to go down to Ecuador a couple years ago and, and see some of the people. And uh, I cried. I didn't think I would, but uh, it's very touching. It's very touching. And so I would say, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful most for who I've become because of who I've met and what I've learned. And um, grateful that I'll be able to continue this and see who I continue to become because of it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Audrey Burton and the Interweave team, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you.